welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. Yes, sir. Welcome back into the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show. Still proud members of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check out us and tons of other great fantasy sports shows over at FullTimeFantasy.com and at FullTimeFantasy on Twitter. And, of course, you can follow us, AsylumFantasySports.com, at AsylumFootball on Twitter. And if you want to be a part of Rick's mailbag tomorrow, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. Rick, I got to tell you, for as good as Week 10 was in terms of good football and exciting to watch, Week 11 was just the opposite. It was kind of a terrible, terrible week, all things considered. Yeah, it was. It was a horrible week. I just, it was gruesome. Well, because you lost at fantasy. I'm playing into your bitterness this week, well, and I quite I lost Tyreek Hill. I lost Marlon Mack. I lost the game. I'm just totally pissed. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> exactly. my, my favorite saying of all time. So, <laughs> so we are Fligger and Briggs. This is the Asylum Sports Show here in the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network, and we're heading into week number 12. Two weeks left in your fantasy football regular season. There are people who are locked in, Rick. There are people who are already eliminated, and we're going to talk to those folks, I think, today. We're just going to talk some football. We'll, we'll obviously cover our fantasy, give our game balls and our stinky socks, but there's enough going on. I don't on. know if I will or not. You don't know? I'm bitter. Well, I know. You're just going to sit over there and scowl? I might. Grunt. I might. Could you grunt every now and again? Proof of life, anyhow. You all right yeah. over there? What yeah, I'm just making sure. Um, Rick's taking his shirt off. <laughs> that no. does nobody any good. <laughs> I'm making sure I had my uh, work badge. That oh. was quite important. Well, you had to take the whole shirt off to I didn't do know that. where I was. I couldn't now, feel it. twisting it over your head like a helicopter seemed to be a <laughs> well, bit of an overreach for all that. But. Well, wait till I start twerking, and then you'll really like <laughs> Every week with the twerking with you. So, Rick, real quick through the headlines, if you want to call any of these headlines, James Conner likely out a couple more weeks with that shoulder. Boy, did he crush people on Thursday night getting about – Three touches and then right back out. So getting worried about him. Sterling Shepard expected back from the concussion. I think that's only newsworthy is Golden Tate has been really, really good, and it's mainly been volume-based. I'm curious if, if at all, if this affects Golden Tate's value going forward. Well, I mean, I think obviously it's going to. Um how much? Who knows? I mean, you don't know what Shepard's going to be like. He's I not mean, on the field very much this year. He has been year. off a lot. I mean, I just don't really know how much playing time. And, you know, bear in mind that Darius Slayton, who's become, you know, right. a waiver wire darling. Absolutely. You don't know how much time it's going to cut into him. Obviously, going to cut in a lot if, if Shepard plays. But I'll tell you what, you have to be a little cautious coming back. I mean, he's been off for what? Four or five games. Yeah, yeah, that, that – Concussion kind of stuck in that protocol for a long time. So, uh, speaking of that, th- this I thought was great news, Rick. Although news I did not expect is Brandon Cooks expected back this week after dealing with that concussion and seeing specialists. Boy, he's another one. I would not be, I hate to be so crass as to take it right to the fantasy football impact. I would be pretty slow to get Brandon Cooks into my lineup. I've got to imagine they they take it easy with him. I mean, he was he was here in Pittsburgh, Rick, what two or three weeks ago, seeing those specialists that Dale Earnhardt Jr. saw that ultimately recommended that he retire. I didn't think we were going to see Brandon Cooks again this year. Yeah, I didn't either, and it's it's really hard to 
like you say, just throw him in there. And, you know, the Rams are a mess. I mean, oh, you know, so they, they've lost Brandon Cooks, basically lost Robert Woods, whatever the personal issue is with him. Um, you know, there's really no timeline when he's going to return to the team. Did they ever say what that was? I don't know. I haven't, um, I haven't found out anything other than it's some personal, you know, yeah. personal. That's all basically yeah. all you can say. And Cooper Cup has done next to nothing. Yeah, I guess when you don't have those two great receivers on the outside, he doesn't run as free. And you have a quarterback who all of a sudden, if he was running free, has a complete inability to get anywhere near him at this point. Yeah, Jared Goff's looking rather exposed oh. when – Things are when the chips are down a little bit. How do you go from what that offense was two years ago to what it is so far in the month of November? It's unbelievable because you have then you had Todd Gurley running like Jim Brown. Think it's that you had an offensive line where you did not get touched. Right. And you had three healthy receivers that people were comparing you to the greatest show on turf. True, true. They don't have any of that this year. And it, it it shows. It really does. And Sean McVay, I think they're getting used to him. Yeah, we talk about some of these um, players or schemes and so forth. You know, these defensive coordinators are not stupid. They, they adjust. Right. And things are getting a little tougher. Yeah, I do think the Todd Gurley factor is probably bigger then he was so good oh, <laughs> two yeah. years ago. And I'll tell you, what's frustrating for me with that Rams team is he's showing flashes of being that the last several weeks in the first half of games, and then he doesn't see the ball anymore. You've got to get – are we still doing the NBA-style load management? I mean, you're you're on the verge of being out of the playoffs yeah. in that division you're in. You, you got to go all in at this point. I know you've got a long term investment in him, but if not now, when? But how, how much more long term is it? He's in what? At least his third year, correct? Is it three? Second or third year? Yeah. He, he signed it after the big year, didn't he? Yeah. Or was I mean, it ahead of the big year? But either way, he is their asset. I mean, you hate to put it this way, but let's face it, he's their asset. Right. And you have to make this push. I mean, it's not like they're. Three and eight. Okay, yeah, we're not going to really wear them out. But if you're wanting to get back to the the playoffs in a chance to the Super Bowl, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You have to go all in, right? You no, know, and, and it made sense, and we talked about it all off season, and it made sense in September and early October. We're a week away from Thanksgiving. Like I said, if not now, when? You right. Know, is he either not right? <clears throat> Has he lost the trust of Sean McVay? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. But when I see him run, he looks well, that's, good. That's the point, right? You saw right. him in the first half of the game against the Steelers. I swear to God, he averaged nine yards a carry <laughs> in the first half. Way, yeah. I'm sure that's not where it ended up. No. And then in the second half, in what was you know perpetually a one-score game, he didn't touch the ball anymore, and Jared Goff was running for his life, and they weren't trying to establish the run. You saw it like yesterday, last week against the Bears, same thing. Early on in that game, he was ripping them off 6-7 a clip, and then he just disappeared from the game play plan in bringing Henderson and all these rum dums in off the bench I, it didn't make sense to me so you almost I could be dead wrong you almost have to feel like they're still managing his workload and at this point we're past that point right that that that's over right now right. it's go it's you know what or get off the pot as my grandpa liked to say it's time now you better believe it and 
But I, I don't know what the philosophy is, so you just have to kind of you know grin and bear it, especially in the fantasy world. It's like, I have to play well, this you, guy. you can't not play him, right. if that makes sense. And you know what really makes my blood boil well, besides a lot of things <laughs> in my history with you but but what what is it today rick well it was yesterday as a matter of fact and you know some expert you know guru guru yeah, um, yeah we're you all know gurus. pundit and all, every, whatever great term you, you want to you know with with the check mark beside his name we ought to get a check mark how do I you think, get a check mark i don't know but we need one but anyway Kirk Cousins is nothing but a QB, too. Really? And I'm sorry, but you know what? Kirk Cousins is the seventh leading fantasy scoring quarterback as we speak. Yeah, how's he uh, QB He's 2,756 yards, 21 touchdowns, and three picks. What was his argument for this? It's just, it's Kirk Cousins. It's kind of like. Three weeks ago, you could have made that argument. It's kind of like Tony Romo. You know, he sucks. Yeah. Well,. In fantasy football, he didn't. Right. Yeah, no matter well, what you think. Hey. But even if you're talking real football, how can you sit there and, and tell me, and you know me, I've been a Kirk Cousins guy anyway, but these last three or four weeks, I mean, that Denver game, every team starts off maybe slow. You're down 20 to nothing. Right. He brought them right back, and they won. And, you know, and the defense and obviously Cook performed. Did nothing. Right. And- it's only one game or, or one in each scenario, but why you do feel like it's different with Kirk Cousins now. And I feel like, you know, I was making this argument against Kirk Cousins. It wasn't three or four weeks ago, right? He you made know? it two weeks ago on the primetime yeah. game. No, he can't come back. He doesn't right. win in primetime. He doesn't win above five hundred against above 500 right. team. Last week, they get down 20. You know, how much of that was his fault? It, it doesn't matter. Then in the second half, again, it's the Denver Broncos. It's not the 85 Bears. But in the second half, you come roaring back and you win a football game. That's something Kirk Cousins doesn't do. The week before that, who was it in the prime? Dallas? Is yeah. that who they played? He doesn't beat playoff teams on the road in prime time. He's terrible. He was brilliant in that game. It's just, in the last several weeks, he's kind of undone all these narratives. Plus, doing it last week with Dalvin Cook having an off game with Adam Thielen being out you know that that NFC is crowded but you feel like now you know I never took the Vikings seriously because of Kirk Cousins I always felt like Kirk Cousins was a nice fantasy quarterback right not a QB two you know a low end one and he was gonna good enough to get you to nine and seven and choke out right before you go into the playoffs he's got me believing I know it's only been a couple of games but all those narratives all us pundits to use your words spew all the time he's kind of undoing that and in that crowded field they might be the team while we're talking about the 49ers while we're talking about the Packers while we're talking about the Cowboys all these teams Seattle performing well Minnesota I mean you're talking they couldn't up in a six seed being 11 and five or something but boy Kirk Cousins looks like he could put this team on his shoulder and go to the playoffs since week two uh when that with that 21-16 loss to Green Bay he has 19 touchdowns and one interception uh, is that good um I thought it was I mean what happened on that interception though let's be honest what, yeah. that, what a boneheaded play that that's was. true that was that was the game that they won against Philadelphia where he had 333 yards four touchdowns but he had a pick. but he had the pick yeah he so did. he's a QB two clearly right. <laughs> exactly and, and look you know am I saying this this guy's the next Tom Brady or what no but you know what give the guy this due I right. mean it, it, it's 
they have this bee in their bonnet because they predicted That's that this guy right? would not be any good two years ago. They can't admit this guy. Look. And I, they were right until four weeks ago. Right. Okay, now I say, because I was one of them, now I'm saying, wow, okay. <laughs> All right, Kirk, I, I see you. I see you. You know, why can't, why can't anybody do that anymore? And I'll be the first to admit, I was not impressed from what I saw in preseason and camp and everything with Lamar Jackson's arm. Right. Hey, forget all that. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, well, you're going to keep arguing that point. Well, Lamar. He's yeah. No, guy. Lamar's magnificent. <laughs> God, okay. It's fun to watch. God, oh, he it's is. fun to watch. Oh, man. All right. A couple other quick things here, Rick. Juju Smith Schuster. Nothing's quick when I get mad. Well, that's true. He's in the protocol and was seen the other day in some big knee brace. So it looks like Juju's out for a while. Has there been a bigger. Can you think of a bigger fantasy disappointment, save for injury, other than Juju Smith-Schuster this season? He is right uh, at the top of my list. David Johnson, David Johnson maybe. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I, I, but they're they're drafted about the <laughs> yeah. same time. I was Antonio making Antonio Brown. Well, uh, <laughs> well, you got you got that. But there was at least questions going right. into the season. Exactly. There. Yeah, this is a guy I was trying to make the argument. Now, again, that assumed Ben Roethlisberger was going to be playing. I was trying to make the argument that he could be the wide receiver one in fantasy football. I was certainly standing on the the cliff screaming out he was going to be top three. So I might have been wrong on that one a little bit, perhaps. But this is the year he finally puts it together. It isn't. He sucks. Well, I don't know if he sucks, but he's having a rough go. Pretty much. Mitch Trubisky dealing with a hip pointer. I'm doing the air quotes here. Hip pointer. He wasn't benched. That coach is not an idiot. It's just a hip pointer. (laughs) And, Rick, rejoice. Hallelujah. God bless America for the first time in the 2019 season we get to do it. Ajayi. He's back in the football. Ajayi. Ajayi. Favorite favorite button on the board. Jay Ajayi is back. Now, he didn't play, but uh, who cares? It doesn't matter. We can talk about it. And I I want some start sick questions involving him this year. We have to have it. We'll just make up one. Yeah. Okay. You know. Rick writes, should I start? Ajayi. Yes. No. Oh, Oh, we can't agree. Too bad. (laughs) All right. Thank God he's back. Jay Ajayi signs with the Eagles, which was odd him signing there. They've already got nine running backs who don't really produce. Well, Jordan Howard does. Yeah. Sanders does. I don't know where he fits in. Why your boy is not a Pittsburgh Steeler right now is beyond me. It it tells me that Jordan Howard's shoulder – is a bit more serious than what we were led to Am believe. Am I the worst fantasy analyst ever that I had no idea he had a shoulder issue until he was inactive for that game on Sat- Sunday? Um, I, not, I don't think I it's had just not be- heard that. I don't think it's just because of that that makes you the worst. So they're not mutually exclusive, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, you're just you're just bad. All right, fair enough. I get it. <laughs> Always with it. All right, Rick. <laughs> That's enough stupid headlines. What do you got for takeaways? You're grumpy you know today, what? so I'm, these ought to be good. At the risk of beating a dead and decomposing horse, the instant replay rule must either be A, abolished, or refined. The, the suggestion I have, Rick, is, as I lost my place, I make notes. The suggestion I have is refined to the point that as soon as a challenge has been made, there are no commercials, 
We as viewers are routed to El Riveron and his cronies in whatever ivory tower control room they stay in, complete with cameras and microphones that are hot, and listen to them talk through these pass interference calls. The whole purpose of this rule, as stated by the NFL, was to get the calls right. Truly, a call can be missed on the field, okay, due to an official's position on the field. He could be blocked and not have a clear view. But when reviewed from every angle in a complete circle, meaning everywhere, it's not only ridiculous but a true travesty at the damage to the game this is causing. The giant machine of the NFL is proving to be a sham to all of the PR stunts of maintaining the integrity of the game. While the Ravens most likely would have went on to complete destruction of the Texans anyway, the pass interference call that was not called against DeAndre Hopkins was ridiculous miscarriage of justice, as has happened in a 0-0 tie game at the time. It's time for the NFL to step up and fix this now before the officials are nothing more than WWE caricatures of officiating. Well, you came really prepared I'm with pissed. that. I'm pissed. It, is, it is just out. getting ridiculous. What I find myself, I mean, like you said, we have beat this horse nonstop all year, and every week there's another more ridiculous example. This is probably the most obvious one. What you have to wonder, we are just, you know, scant few weeks away from the NFL playoffs, right. let alone your fan. If, Rick, that play in New Orleans that caused all of this happens this year in the playoffs and it gets reviewed, do you even think they'd overturn it? Would you have any confidence they would overturn it? I think maybe only if it was against the Saints. <laughs> Does it make you wonder? It's going to happen, right? There's going to be a critical pass interference replay in the playoffs. That's just how things work when something like this is going on. And what are they going to do? Are they going to apply it to the letter of the law that they set out? Or are they going to follow this absurd standard they have set during the season? I can't wait to see it. Somebody's going to get jobbed here yeah. big time. Or well, everybody be fucked until that point can argue that they got jobbed. Just get rid of it if you don't want to use it. Just It's fine. It's, it was one play. But how can you not make these calls? Exactly. I mean, That's we what saw I mean. in the... I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the Arizona-San Francisco game? Right. Where Kyle Juzik tackles Joe Walker from behind. And Walker got And Walker called. gets pen- I mean, it's insane. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the it, – it is. It's it's like the WWE. It feels the, like The it. referee, you know, counts – you know, gets knocked out and get, counts <laughs> out the good guy or whatever. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, but the problem is – so does that make Al River on uh, Vince McMahon then, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the who is making the decisions. I don't get it. it, it I because a blind man can see this. It's, right? It, it's, yeah, it's it's an embarrassment at this point. What's happened over the last eleven weeks of national NFL football is way more embarrassing and a way bigger stain on the league than what that one play was in the NFC championship game. I think we've finally gotten to that point. Right. Whoa, we we got ourselves a big old hum there yeah. in the headphones. I wonder where that came from. I don't know. You keep ranting, Rick. I'm gonna see if I can't find that. Huh. Okay. But you know, I, I, I just I hate to keep beating it to death, but it seems like week after week. There it is. You really are putting the hum to it here, pal. I got more of a hum. Now. Oh yeah. There it's well it's gone. 
engineer extraordinaire. Yeah. Of course, if Alejandro was here, we wouldn't have this problem. All right, Rick, what do I got for takeaways? I know you got a pile of them, so I'll make No, I don't have a ton of takeaways. That was just one that is outrageous. I like when you're angry. Well, it's easy to get angry at the NFL. I mean, you can watch racing, you know, even hockey, you know, basketball. It's not... You don't see anything that bad. No. This is just so egregious. Well, and the problem is they have created a mechanism by which to resolve these, and they're not only not utilizing it, they're going completely against it, right? That's where the absurdity of this thing comes in. All right, Rick, where am I going to go? Real quick one. I pray, I just absolutely pray, as he keeps just – Four or five turnovers each and every week, Rick. I find myself as we head to the fantasy playoffs praying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not bench Jameis Winston. Look, he is losing them all kinds of football games. But all he does is throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns every single week, put up 25, 30, 35 fantasy points, and Tampa Bay gets blown out. So, But, but for Mike Evans and and uh, the, the Chris Godwin owners, like myself, please, please, Bruce, leave them in there. Cut them at the end of the year. That's fine. But let's ride with Jameis the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what. He's not losing games like Phil Rivers is. Well, no. I mean, Phillip Rivers done? He, he sure looks it, doesn't he? Boy, he looks terrible. Not only, He never was mobile, but he – it seems like he's not even recognizing when the pocket's collapsing. No, no. And, 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 he, and he will not get rid of the football unless it's to another, you know, an opponent's safety or cornerback. That pick on Monday night at the end of the game down in the red zone after they caught a break, you know, with the clock stopping twice. Did, did you notice that? So yeah. initially on the bomb to Mike Williams, you know, he was obviously touched before he stepped out of bounds. That one I could kind of see, right? It all kind of right. happened quick. It was weird. They didn't know if he caught it. What no one's talking about is the play after that. I think the the play after that where was it a fumble, was it an intercept, was it an incompletion? Nobody noticed. Now, it wouldn't have mattered because it ended up being incomplete after replay anyhow. But after that, the clock stopped on that as well. The, the clock just kept stopping. I don't know what was happening in El Studio. What, how did you say that? Azteca, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be cute with it, and I couldn't do it. But but anyhow, then to throw that pick, you're kind of giving second life and extra time, and you're inside the red zone. It was an awful pick. It's a throw he's made eight thousand times to antonio gates for a touchdown and just wow he he looks done and it's a shame and and the sad part is is austin eckler had like 130 some total yards melvin gordon had close to 100 total yards it's not like they they were stifled they couldn't run and essentially or or, or they couldn't get the ball out to the backs in the flat they both had receiving yards. They both had rushing yards. They were moving the football. He just, I don't know, he's just making ridiculous throws. Right. And no excuse for them. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just terrible to see because I always like Phil Rivers. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, go away. Yeah, God. it just seems done. And kind of going on that, I mean, can we have this conversation now? I mean, it sounds stupid as they're sitting nine and one. Can we have this conversation about Tom Brady as well? Have you ever seen him look this ordinary? 
he almost looks human now is what he looked. Now, you say that, and then he'll go out and – but, I mean, he threw the ball 47 times, Rick. Tom Brady, if I told you in August there's going to be a game in November where Tom Brady throws the ball 47 times, what would you predict the rest of that line would be? You know, 420 yards, three right. touchdowns. 216 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, it, it was kind of kitschy and, and funny and cool, like against Buffalo, where every time he hit his back foot, if Edelman wasn't open, he just slammed it into the ground, right? But this keeps going on, and now he's overthrowing people. They had that one red zone possession where it felt like he had eight opportunities at it and never completed a pass. That that offense right now, Sonny Michelle can't run the ball. That offense looks atrocious, and look, they're nine and one, and that defense could carry him a long way. Is this, you know, I'm getting fooled again by Tom Brady, and he's going to go on some crazy playoff run, or does it, it? Boy, it really feels like the end to me right now, Rick. And you're talking about the quarterback that's seventh in the league in passing yards. Figure it out, right? Well, yeah, it doesn't seem like it, but he is. He's he's passing the football. They're what winning. about his air yards? Right? I don't care about their air yards. <laughs> I care about wins. I care about his passing yards, his completion percentage, his touchdowns to interception ratio. And you know what? They're winning games and probably Super Bowls like they did in the early 2000s. Not that great of offense. It was the Troy Brown and a bunch of nobodies and no big de- And the defense shut them down. And that, that's probably what will happen this year. Maybe not win the Super Brady Bowl. Brady just looks really ordinary right now. He keep, really does. Keep saying uh, it. You're probably right. It's just uh, I'm feeling it. You got anything else over there? I don't want to talk about Tom Brady all day. <laughs> well, I did come across an interesting article right. if you want to uh, talk about the publicity stunt called a tryout for the NFL. Oh, sure. I, I'd love to do that. Who doesn't want to talk about Kaepernick all the time? I mean, <sighs> I don't know what you think about it, but I was thinking, okay, he's been, he's been off for a while, and he's getting a chance, you know, to right show his wares, so to speak. But like you did in here earlier, showing your wares, well, that was something different. I, 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 I don't know what you're talking when about. You had your shirt off. I didn't there. have my shirt off. I was looking I was for my to do work a, badge. I was trying to do a funny callback. That's what radio professionals do, and you just no sold me once again. With, Enough with the twerking already. <laughs> but I saw an interesting article by a, a Jack Brewer. All right, talking Jack, talking about him, and you know, as most people probably know, the average NFL career typically lasts around three years, right? You know, and that makes it one of the most competitive professions on the planet. And you think about that they bring in a little over 300 rookies a year. You know, there's there's not much to be said about the turnover. It's very, very high. Right. Okay? And for so, good reason. Yeah, for good reason. So you get a second shot at a lucrative career right. that can make you millions of dollars. And I'm quoting uh, Mr. Brewer here, quote, He couldn't humble himself enough to respect the teams in the league that has provided him with great wealth and a platform to impact the community. That makes that's a profound statement. I mean, you think about that. He has become extremely rich. True. Extremely, 
I would say famous. I would say oh. I guess recognized, if not oh. famous. Oh, I guess you know, I would say I guess like Elvis is famous. You know, right. you know. So well, any, at least well recognized. Anybody that goes from starting, being a starting quarterback in a Super Bowl, now you're you're very recognizable. Right. To becoming, uh, I guess, what would you consider him a civil rights activist? To the Nike campaign, I think famous is a pretty good word to use. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to do it. But, you know, basically, you know, his ego drove him into a publicity, publicity stunt. Right. Yeah, let's, let's, move, let's move the triad to where I want it, to when I want it. Um, he shows up. Of course, the NFL didn't really care for that, so not many more teams – Showed up. There was initially twenty five. I mean, I don't know about you, but but you got called, and and I know a lot of people say, "Well, you know what you do for a living isn't like what he does," and I understand that. But you know what? He's still a prospective employee. Right. This was a job interview. It's right. It was a job interview, and they set it up, and now he wants to say, "I mean." I've never called an employer and said, hey, meet me over at Bojangles, and, and you know, we'll, we'll talk there. Bojangles is good, though, if he'd be oh, willing I'm, to meet you there. I, I love I'd, Bojangles. Yeah, if I'm ever interviewing you and you want to meet there, we can do that. Okay. He goes on to say, he, he wants to set, step back in time a little bit and says the first offseason following the 49ers' decision to part ways with Kaepernick in 2017 um, – it looked like it was doubtful that he'd, you know, be on a team. And I'm going to quote him here. It says that uh, Baltimore Ravens legend Ray Lewis then stepped in to meet with ownership of Baltimore in support of bringing Kaepernick to the I Ravens. I remember this, yeah. Then, on August 2nd, a tweet by Kaepernick's vocal girlfriend, radio host Nessa Diab, or Deeb, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, compared Ravens owner Steve Biscotti and Lewis, a longtime face of the franchise, to characters from the Quentin Tarantino film Django Unchained. The two men were depicted as Leonardo DiCaprio's cruel plantation owner and Samuel L. Jackson's loyal house slave, respectively. Surprisingly, Kaepernick never came out to apologize Ray Lewis, or did the girlfriend either. Lewis responded by saying... Quoting Ray Lewis now, then his girl goes out and put out this racist gesture and doesn't even and doesn't know we are back in the office about to try to get this guy signed. <laughs> and you know how can you crucify Ray Lewis who's trying to help you? Right. Yeah. It's insane. And and one last point that he made: Did he forget? That he was a backup quarterback when all this stuff started. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, th- this is so loaded, and no matter what side you take, you've got 50% of anybody else who's aware of any of it screaming at you the other way. It, it's This whole thing being set up by the NFL was a wank. You're not going to convince me otherwise. But it was a real opportunity. It was a wank, the way it was done, the timing, all the weird things that went with it. But it was an opportunity. The The way it went down last Saturday with over this waiver, I can't imagine that waiver, first of all, from what I understand, and I don't know, from what I understand, it was the standard any tryout waiver. That seems silly. And now I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to go to some high school 60 miles away 
could you just step up and take a bunch of media and NFL team owners to any local high school? I, I think there had to be some planning there. So it was a publicity stunt by the NFL. It was a publicity stunt by Kaepernick. And now here we are screaming at each other about it. I know this is probably the worst position you can take in these things. This makes both sides angry, makes everybody angry. I just don't care. I don't I either. Do and not I care. I don't either. And I agree with you that, if, number one, it was either a wank by the NFL, which, I, which I tend to agree with you, because no one gets such preferential treatment to have like a tryout right. in week 12 of the NFL season. I mean, I didn't see – I just – I didn't nah, – I can't even find it. There we go. Ajayi. I didn't see him have a tryout. Well, but that, that was where no. the line comes in. He got tryouts on Tuesdays specifically with one team like the tryouts normally. Right. Whatever this thing was. Because somebody was con- needed a running back. Was contrived. Right, exactly. And he doesn't carry baggage with him. Yeah. And you can say what you want. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm all for freedom of speech. And I work for a living just like you do. But if distracts from the company, the company's mission, the company's profit, the pro- the company's image. It doesn't matter if you're right. Right, no. You're and, not allowed to do it. And, and I don't care what anybody says that it's racially motivated because it's not racially motivated. They're, the NFL is full of minorities making millions of dollars, right? Just like the NBA, just just like baseball. So they pay in green. If you can help win a team, these owners are colorblind. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I, I would think. It, my thought is, I just think we are so far beyond that now. That that was shocking. That was I'm prov- beyond him. That was provocative. When it happened, I mean, now we're to the point of, as I view it, putting everything in a vacuum. Look, at the time, did I like the kneeling? No. You know, did I like the... Yeah, it doesn't matter, right. The pigs on the socks, that whole thing. Did I like that for who I am and the way I view the world? No. But ultimately, I didn't care. If he was still a top 32 quarterback in the league and he was still playing, fine. Even then I said it. We can go back and find the show. I I I didn't care. No, right. Neither one of us did. And like you said about the sock thing, it's no different than... What team? Oh, OBJ wearing the Joker shoes right. and all that. You I, know, I, if that's what care. you're thinking about yeah. when you're supposed to be out there winning a yeah. game, your head's not right. Yeah. And now, but, three, yeah. three years have passed, and every time a quarterback in the NFL gets a hangnail, Colin Kaepernick starts trending on Twitter, and we start this crap again. I right. just want it to go away. And here's the thing here's where I'm at. You know, for a long time, I have thought, you know what, you know, obvious. Well, and I think it's not thought. I think we can all agree, right or wrong, he has been blackballed by the league, right? The owner, we can argue whether or not it's of his own creation, but he's been blackballed. Or if it's right or not. Right. Right, exactly. That that doesn't matter. No. But he has been. And now, in what I believe is a wank, but in reality, standing alone, was an opportunity provided here last Saturday, and and we see what happened. And now we're having the fight because we've got that one video of him throwing that 60-yard pass. 
every Jeff D- George could do that today. Every D1 call. Maybe he could play. I'm, I'm just naive enough to believe that if he looked like somebody who could step on the field today and win one football game this week, he would be signed. Michael Vick got another chance. Eric Ray Green's Lewis still got playing. another chance. I mean, all all the exact. We are so far past the kneeling thing, right? Because you know, I'll say this: if he got signed today, and he played this Sunday, and he took a knee, I don't think anybody'd even look up. There's the small faction of people who'd be losing their minds over it, who really aren't paying attention to the league anyhow. They're the right. politically motivated ones looking to enter into. It. I agree. Ninety-five percent. Say the Pittsburgh Steelers signed. I mean, hell, he couldn't be any worse than Mason Rudolph right now. So say the Pittsburgh Steelers signed Colin Kaepernick right now, and he started for them in Cincinnati this weekend, and he took a knee. I wouldn't even look up. If he goes out and he throws for 280 and two touches and no picks and the Steelers win the game, great. That's awesome. I don't – I just – I feel like we're beyond that, and that's almost what this feels like. Now we got to keep that narrative going because that's Colin Kaepernick's new business, right? Right. And, look, he can. He has brought to light so many issues. I don't care if you agree with him or not. He has been, to a degree, the kind of a civil rights – activist, leader, I don't know what it is, but he is a voice. And then you kind of undermine yourself when you do this. Forget the football thing. I think you're undermining your message now by doing this, by kind of overplaying your hand and showing to me that you really didn't have any desire to be back in the league. You have only a desire to bitch that they won't let you back in the league. So that was a long way to get to that. Right. But that's where I'm at with sign them, don't sign them, start them, don't start them. I don't. I don't care. I it's just. I. I just. I don't care. I just really right. don't. And I if. Just, and if you truly are a political activist, then why? I, I want to see you publicly meeting with some police or some mayors or something. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, if this is what you're protesting, but again, but I don't it, care. It's not no, my business. No, I don't care. But but you just said that though. That, right. That's my point. No, I'd just soon see him play football. Well, absolutely. If he wanted to. I don't, I don't care what he does. Right. I just I, I look fast forward to years 2042, you know, Ben Roethlisberger Jr. goes down with an ACL <laughs> and 18,000 people are going to tweet that Colin Kaepernick can't even get a tryout. Meanwhile, he's 57 <laughs> years old. Just I'm just going to here, I'm a, let's isolate this. Maybe we can put this in the board someday. This shit has to stop. It just has to stop. I can't take it anymore. If you're for him, if you're passionately f- with him, passionately against him, or you're with me, just stop. Enough already. If he was, uh, I'm done. I just, I don't want to say anymore. All right, man, this shit's over. With. Bingo. Yeah, hey, Haley got it. He gets it. Yeah. All right, let, let's have a little more fun here. I don't want to have fun. Game ball stinky socks. I'm going to guess you're going to start with a stinky sock considering your uh, attitude today, Rick. I I don't have any game balls. I don't have any stinky socks. I don't like anybody. Oh, okay. So you just give no, the NFL. You start first. You right? give the NFL a stinky sock. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be positive, Rick. The beacon of positivity you falsely claim to be so often. 
I got to give one, Rick, and I feel like we have not mentioned his name ever on this show, and it, it's obvious, and and it's and it's great. But I think we just got to give a nod to what Josh Jacobs has been doing again last week: 112 yards, three catches, 12 yards. This dude is the real deal, and the Oakland Raiders are winning football games in no small part due to what that kid's doing. Talk about wow from a rookie running back. And I believe that we received um, a check. some negative comments last year when we put out the show saying, you know what, John Gruden really looks like he has a plan. When, yeah. when yeah. the Raiders were tanking and, and – you know, they were gathering draft picks and doing this and doing that. And I tell you what, this plan is coming together pretty quick, isn't it? <laughs> it, is. it, it? It looks good. And then, you know, you think Antonio Brown, that would be their undoing. I predicted that would be their undoing. He leaves and they just keep getting it done. Tyrell Williams making plays. You got the running Darren game. Darren Waller showing Darren up. Darren Waller yeah. going off, kind of off the scrap heap of history. You know, uh, Darren Waller comes in. You know, and Derek Carr, boy, just a stud having his best year. You know, we, we can laugh. He, he talks weird and his knock on wood nonsense, and he's a squirrely little guy. John Gruden knows what he's doing, man. This guy got a Super Bowl ring, and for good reason. Yeah, he does. I mean, they're six and four. Um, their defense, you know, a little lacking against the pass, but, you know, 20th overall in the league. Their offense is 11th overall in the league, you know, and, and right back to Josh Jacobs, 128 yards a game. They're ninth in the league in rushing. That, that team can move the football on the ground, and when you're controlling the ground game, you're controlling the clock. Absolutely. And, boy, I tell you, it's really nice to keep Pat Mahomes off the field or, or Tom Brady or whoever you might be playing. It make, makes a difference. Yeah. I agree. All right. I'm, well, you know me. Well. You stink. I love watching you just smash. I mean, it's like I'm dead. I mean, I I touch the, it's supposed to be a touch screen. I touch these things and it just doesn't do anything. I think you're like a vampire or something. You're actually (laughs) the undead because it works for everybody at watch. I'm just going to brush my finger across it. Oh, look at that. Now you try. He's over there smashing that thing. There you oh, go. Oh, I got it. There we go. Rick Briggs, the undead. Look, I know Trubisky has regressed. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah, th- th- this sock is is all is Matt Nagy, okay? I mean, I know Trubisky's regressed, so they really certainly haven't been bringing him along. Uh, the play calling is terrible. He's not utilizing his weapons on offense, and he has some. And he's wearing down and wasting a very good defense. He's getting 10 stinky, mildewed socks for Christmas. 10? Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. They played 10 games. Oh, no. Yeah, 10 games. They're four and six, right? Or maybe 11 games now. I can't remember. I still can't figure that team out. It's. I don't know. There's talent everywhere in Montgomery. Anytime they give them the ball when they're not being idiots and they give them the ball, they're able to run the ball. Yeah, you, know, you kind of saw flashes early in that game. Anthony Miller making some plays. Remember how high we were on Anthony Miller in the offseason? And he just you know, went into hibernation for, for the first half of the season. He started making plays. They've got talent around Mitch Trubisky. It almost, it, it's on him, and it's the offensive scheme. It's got to be on Nagy. But th- that's a championship defense they have that is never off the field, that never gets any points scored for them. And it's, just, it's unthinkable what's happening in Chicago. Eighth in the league overall defense. Right. Offense, 79.9 yards a game rushing, 29th in the league. 
Passing, 201.5, 31st in the league. Overall, 262.7 total yards, 30th in the league. Pat Mahomes can knock that out before the two-minute warning in a court in the second yeah. quarter. And, I mean, this defense is being worn down and, think and about wasted. It. If they're period. eighth with that, if they had a competent offense, they'd be second or third. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, Trubisky certainly isn't the answer by the looks of it. Right. But I'll tell you what, Matt Nagy, you know, coach of the year, uh, <laughs> all glory is fleeting. All right, here we go. All right, Rick, this is unprecedented. Unprecedented, if yeah. I could speak. But, but the way I just said that will tie into this. Never before has this happened once before last week, and now it's happening two weeks in a row, is I give a stinky sock to my favorite person on the planet, Rick Flieger. Okay. You go back and listen to last week's show. You heard this golden-voiced SOB, everybody's best friend, Uncle Rick Flieger, spouting on and on, ranting, telling you how great it's going to be from here on out in PPR formats for both Ronald Jones and Muhammad Sanu, who then collectively <laughs> got together to catch about two passes for four yards the very next week. Rick's big old smelly, stinky sock for Rick Flieger. Well-deserved. Every time I get on something, it goes sideways. And you know what? Game ball goes to. Since you're doing that. I, oh, you're not about to pat yourself I on the I'm back. I'm going to give oh, myself a game ball. You know Hold why? On. Hold on. I, I want you to go back. I want you to go back last week. Oh, I don't listen to this show. It's terrible. Go back last week to good old, the old ball coach. Oh. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Rick here. His, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. The, his starts of the week. Debo Samuel. No, he might have been all right there. Joe Mixon. Derek Carr. I mean, just marvelous. When yours were Curtis Samuel. I might have missed on that one. Austin Eckler was a, it was a damn good recommend. Yes, yes, and, it was. And, and Sam Darnold was a very Sam good Darnold one. Sam Darnold was an I mean, excellent I'm not, one. I'm not dissing and you. And that one took guts. I'm not dissing guts, you. Guts, big we, stones, we did well. We did marbles. well. Your sits. Jared Goff. Fantastic. Terry McLaurin, McLaurin, excuse me. Nice sit. Late touchdown hurt me on that yeah. one. I was looking real good there till garbage time, but garbage time counts in fantasy. Mine so. was golf, of course. Jalen Samuel again, yeah. Um, and Robbie Anderson, he had a touchdown, but he had one catch for six yards and a touchdown. <laughs> He's I, Bubba Franks I, now. <laughs> it doesn't even. It still doesn't even make you a start, even with a touchdown. It's hideous. You got to stay away from Robbie. At, where does that come from? I, I, I don't know. I mean, that was something I was going to hit on earlier. James Crowder's averaging, like, I swear, 17 <laughs> catches a game, it feels like. The numbers probably wouldn't bear that up, but it feels like it, that. Yeah, it, seems, I mean, it <laughs> seems like he's the only one he throws to. Robbie Anderson's in witness protection somehow. I, don't, I just I don't understand it. All right. Are we done? Let's pick uh, tonight's game, Thursday Night Football, Rick, as we have the Colts getting three and a half going to Houston after just getting taken to the woodshed tonight. I tell you, it it seems like, and I don't, I'd have to go back to look, but it seems like every week I take Houston, they lose, and every time I go against them, they win. That's that's the AFC. That's South. the whole AFC South. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not just Houston. You know, I. 
I really am concerned about the Marlon Mack issue with right. that broken hand. Um, they can say what they want about Williams and Hines and, and, and everything, but they're not Marlon Mack. And, but I tell you, I really like that. I like that team. It, the the beatdown that, that Baltimore put on Houston, that was something. I, Does that I say was, more about Baltimore or more about Houston? I don't know. I think it says more I about Baltimore. I think more about Baltimore. I, I think, think they're so a lot too. better than what people thought. But, boy, I mean, you get trucked that bad by anybody. I, I, that, I don't know. I'm going to Indianapolis 27, Houston 24. Ooh, that's bold. All right, I'm, I like the Texans here in this spot, bouncing back. I still do think they're a playoff team. I still do think that's their division. However, that, that hook, that's just Vegas sticking a thumb right in your eye, right? Because these games always end in a field goal. They have to. This one's going to be sloppy, ugly, gnarly. It's going to be a horrific game to watch. So I'm going to take the Texans here by a field goal, which would give me a Colts cover anyhow. So Texans straight up and Colts with the number. All, All right. right. Let's get the heck out of here. We'll be back tomorrow night. Check it out, asylumfootball at gmail.com. Be part of Rick's mailbag. Uh, check out everything over at Fulltime Fantasy, fulltimefantasy.com, and at Fulltime Fantasy until uh, tomorrow, I guess. Hopefully, Rick's calmed down a little bit by then. We'll see you. Take care. And I won't be. <laughs>